Today, subhanAllah, we're looking at a very dire situation in another, another part of the Muslim world. The Valley of Kashmir, Jammu and Kashmir, Ladakh, it is a place that has been described by those who have traveled to it as heaven on earth. It's Jannah on earth. It is so beautiful a place, the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in the last 70 odd years, in particular the last 13 years, in the last two weeks, it has been made into Jahannam on earth for your brothers and sisters and the other people who live there. It's not only Muslims who live in Kashmir. There are Buddhists, there are Hindus and various and Christians and other minorities who live there as well. Can you please move forward and make your rows compact, please, so it's easier for brothers. And brothers who are sitting on the chairs, if you're not praying on the chairs, inshallah, please try and make uh, use of the space now so brothers who come in afterwards can, inshallah, join us. As I said, heaven on earth has been made hell on earth. So what is the Kashmir dispute about? A lot of people are saying many different things. Kashmir, like Palestine, like Northern Ireland, is a legacy of a colonial British mentality of an establishment that divided the lands, that deliberately changed the demographics of these lands, the populations. In other words, they left fitan, fitna, musibat, and ibtilaat. In the 1840s, Kashmir, as it then was, was sold for 7.5 million rupees by the British Raj to the dynasty that held it until 19. 47 when the Maharaja of Kashmir acceded we'll talk about that in a moment to the state of India they sold a people and a land for seven and a half million rupees this is the origin of the problem and the Kashmir issue in 1947 if you go with the principle of partition of India it was a majority Muslim state by far it should have rightfully become a part of Pakistan but instead, the prince, he decided that he wanted to limit his accession and decide what was to happen afterwards. So Mountbatten and co who were involved, Lord Mountbatten, who was the last viceroy of India, with him was a guy called Cyril Radcliffe. You can look these names up afterwards, called the Radcliffe Commission, which delineated the, bordery, the borders of India, Muslim majority and non-majority areas. The Radcliffe Commission was corrupt. It favoured Nehru, who was the first Prime Minister of India, Jawaharlal Nehru, a Brahmin Pandit from Kashmir. He was a Kashmiri Hindu, very secular, educated up the road from here, I believe, in Harrow School. So the cheating took place from the word go. The influence of Lady Mountbatten is also very well known. So this problem started through colonialism. Islam has been in India since Muhammad bin Qasim Taala, came and has stayed in India. And the beauty of it is that the Muslims ruled India for centuries. They were not great rulers. Many were good. Many were bad. We accept that. But they did not force the population which they ruled for centuries to become Hindu or oppress them. There were some oppressors. And these people were not ruling as ideal of Islam. But when Britain left... We were then told a conflict started. Mujahideen, the, the Pathan tribesmen and Kashmiri Mujahideen fought to liberate what is now called Indian occupied Pakistani area of Kashmir, Azad Kashmir. Indian occupied Kashmir 
remained that. The UN intervened and said there will be a plebiscite, a vote for the people to decide do they want to join Pakistan or India. Nehru was a master politician and successive Indian governments basically did away with that and of late the Pakistani establishment, particularly the treacherous Pervez Musharraf in particular, have more or less signed away the people of Kashmir. So this is a brief history. The people of Kashmir are not just Muslim, but they are substantially majority Muslim. So the problem is a consequence of partition which Britain oversaw. How do I see it or how should you see it? Should I look at, I'm from Kashmir as well, by the way. Should I see it as a Kashmiri problem and as a Kashmiri answer because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a book called Kashmir to me? Is that how I should look at it? Should we look at Palestine as a Palestinian problem? Should we look at Burma as a Burmese problem? Should we look at the East Turkestan as an East Turkestan problem? These are places of geographical definition to know where they are. That's it. You either have to take an Islamic viewpoint or you take a secular viewpoint. There are your two options. There's no third way. There's no third way in this. So many Muslims are saying the problem is that the BJP government, they're really nasty and they are nasty. There's no doubt about it. It's a BJP government that's causing these problems. So our problem is that if the BJP, which is the Bharatiya Janata Party, if you don't know, or the Indian National Front, if you want to translate it like that. You know the National Front in this country? They're like that in translation format. And because they've what's called abolished Articles 370 of the Indian Constitution and Article 35A, they say that they've taken away the special status. That's a lie. Even the Maharaja who acceded to India only accepted certain conditions until there was an election. So that's a lie in itself if that was a reference point. But it did not benefit the Muslims. It did not benefit the people of Kashmir, the Hindus or otherwise. So the problem is not just Modi who is a modern day Hitler because the BJP is from something called the Rashtra Swayam Sevak Sangha, RSS. This makes Al-Qaeda and ISIS look like little uh, idiots with pea shooters. It's the largest terrorist organization in the world. It has a government, it's nuclear armed. Part of it is the VHP, Vishwa Hindu Parishad. It has Bajrang Dal. It has various offshoots. Many of them operate and link to it in Europe, in America, and Australia and places like that. These are people that are attacking not only Muslims. You need to know this as well. Have you heard of the concept of untouchables? This word? I'm not talking about any movies. <laughs> Dalits. They are racist. They're people who discriminate against these. They are of Hindu origin. There are more Dalits in India who are discriminated against than there are Muslims. A quarter of a billion approximately. They're the victims of violence, of persecution, of killings, of oppression. So this is not a Hindu-Muslim thing. It is a particular brand of nationalism, Wataniya, which Islam condemns in its entirety because it's a low way of thinking. Whether it is a Muslim nationalism or a Hindu nationalism, they are haram equally. We don't distinguish between the two. So the BJP is not the only problem. They are a worse part of the problem, yes. Because the Congress Party and Janata Dal, the other parties that have ruled India, 
They have been equally bad. When the Babri Masjid was destroyed in 1992, who was in charge? When the Gujarat riots took place, it was the BJP. So the slaughter has been going on for many decades. It's not a new thing. You need to look at it in the right way. The persecution of this nasty outfit at the moment is worse. But the Congress party in India has the blood of Muslims in their thousands, possibly more. Sikhs have been murdered. When Indira Gandhi was killed in 1984, I believe, Sikhs were slaughtered en masse. Christians are being targeted. These people have the influence of the Nazis. RSS, if you look this organization up, it admires Nazism. Hitler is a hero to them. They want, like the Hitler saw the Aryan race as the superior race, and the Jews and gypsies and handicapped people had to be exterminated in Europe, so they have a view of India. This is not the stuff of conspiracy theories. There are Hindu academics who write on this, so you can't say a Muslim might be making it up, or a Christian or a Sikh would say that because they're a minority. There are Hindus, and there are hundreds of millions of Hindus who don't support this either. So what is the issue? What are the problems now? As we understand it, the problem of Kashmir is a serious problem, as was Palestine. And the link between Israel, Netanyahu in particular, and Modi, it's a sickening link because these people rightly, everybody should condemn the Holocaust and the Nazis and the Nazi-inspired government in power in India, they're courted. It's about business. It's about money. They don't care about the legacy of the Jews who were gassed in Europe. It suits them, they do it. Otherwise, they should be boycotting the Hindu-dominated nationalists, not Hindus per se. The ideology, the people that support it, it's very well known. These people are aligning what they did to Palestine, they want to do to Kashmir. So what is the failure? Who has failed the people of Kashmir? Who has failed the Hindus, the Dalits, the Christians, the Sikhs, and other minority, like, you know, animist folkloric religions? It is the government of India. The system of India, which is sold to you as the biggest democracy in the world. You heard that time and time again? Democracy is the God of the people on this planet. They worship it in the morning, in the evening, at night, and during the day. And Muslims have adopted this God as well. How many Muslims do you see, these pathetic people that come just repeating slogans? They don't understand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this deen to take humanity from darkness into light. And our Muslims are abandoning it. So these Muslims, if you see the government of Pakistan, for example, and other governments, what are they doing? Well, the Arab governments are very happy with India, so no issue, no change of policy there. They're happy with Netanyahu, they're happy with Modi. Khalas, don't expect anything from these people. They're saying, let's go to the United Nations. It created the problem. It is the source of the fitna. How can you trust that? Go to the OIC, please don't waste your breath and the carbon footprint of traveling to a conference for hot air. Waste of time. The Arab League, don't bother. These have failed. They've failed Palestine. Al-Quds, the first Qibla has been failed. You think these people who speak the language, who know the history, care about Kashmir? They don't. But the people do. 
the people do. There were demonstrations from Dhaka and Silet in Bangladesh, in Pakistan, all over the Muslim world. The Muslims feel the pain. And many non-Muslims share that pain. Commentators are criticizing it. So, what are we going to do? Do we keep on going to these people? Do we keep on asking for these people to help us? It's like going to the guy who comes and takes over your house and gives you the kitchen. You say, look, let me have my outside toilet back. He says, no. You keep asking people like that. Somebody who occupies your land, who takes your possessions, help me. Because this is a system of international law has been there to protect the powerful nations and states. Take any place, any part of the world, you will see that. So as Muslims, what do we say? How do we look at this? We look at it from the perspective of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us. Because ultimately, either as we said at the beginning of the khutbah, we take what insan tells us, or we take what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. In Surah Al-Anfal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it very clear. Very simple. You must make ready the sources of power. Why? The examples given are women ribat al-khayl, turhibuna bihi adu wallahi wa adu wakum wa akhirina min dunihim. Yani, why? The objective is that you must have the most powerful means of defense. That when an enemy looks at you, they are scared to even think of attacking you. Forget coming to attack you. This is the ayah of Quran in Surah Anfal. For reference, ayah 60. Pakistan has the ultimate deterrent. It's a nuclear power. If a man like Kim Jong-un, who is starving his people to death, can say to Trump, what are you going to do? And Trump has done nothing. Obama did nothing. Bush did nothing. They are powerless to do anything against what is literally a fourth world country. But he believes in communism of some sort. And the Muslims have abandoned the deen. They believe in their idol of nationalism. The wealth in the Muslim lands, it is not Arab wealth. It's the wealth of this ummah. It's the wealth for all of the citizens. It has to be united. It has to be brought together. And you cannot prepare power if the body is cut into pieces. Each bit doing its own thing. The answer is very straightforward. What is taken from you by force must be given up or you will have to take it back by force. There are two options. وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرَ لِيَ وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِلَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ بسم الله الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا And when you look at what are we to do Many people come up with many things I've spoken to many people one of the things, what do we do now? This has been said for decades. Well, look, immediately whatever help you can get to people in Kashmir, you can't get anything in. It's a complete lockdown. Like the Nazis did to the Jews in the ghetto in Warsaw, famously known as the Warsaw Ghetto. They rounded up Jews into a little camp, like Gaza. Kashmir has become the biggest Warsaw Ghetto 
in history. A Nazi-inspired government which worships at the altar of Nazism has surrounded the people on one side. There's a border on the other side which is very difficult for them to escape from. So this is the objective of these people, to break them down, to take over Kashmir. And Muslims are saying, brother, this idea is a very distant idea. The Prophet ﷺ saw oppression in Makkah. Did he say, I'm giving up? No, he didn't. This deen is about doing what is right and carrying on with that no matter what. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again very beautifully says it. In Surah Anfal again, if you, it's ayah number 73. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not unaware of what will happen. He says, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بَعْدُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْدُ إِلَّا تَفْأَلُهُ تَكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَسَادٌ كَبِيرٌ Very simple. Israel is allied with India. India is allied with America. And the democratic world, which tells you that this is the best solution for you, well, we're not seeing much of it. We're seeing the worst of it for us and other minorities. They're united. Those who believe in another aqidah, adin, Not the people in the lands and populations. No. We don't have this mindset. These are the people in power who control what takes place. The elites. They're all united as allies, as awliya, as protecting friends of one another. Can you imagine if in any Muslim country some zalim did that to a minority? Not that we would speak out against it equally as much. What the world would do? There will be sanctions, boycotts. They destroyed Iraq because he went into Kuwait, which was historically a part of Iraq anyway. But leave that aside. And yet, when millions have been killed in the last few decades, hundreds of thousands have been locked up, millions in camps, nobody does anything. Why? Because they've agreed. They, your wealth, your value, your mother's dignity and honor, their eyesight is worth nothing. You're not going to get anything from them. So what you can immediately do is, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says? Man ra'a minkum munkarun the answer is very straightforward. If you see an evil action, change it. Individually, you cannot change it. None of you are trained, none of you are qualified. There are Muslim armies with hundreds of planes, tanks, ships, soldiers in the millions who are trained for this job. That's what they're trained for. They can do it. But there are lions led by donkeys. Lions led by rodents, rats, cowards. That's the problem. So the control is in these people's hands. And what can you do? You can call for the removal of these systems, these rulers, these politicians, their thinkers, the TV people, that the priests of this nationalism that has made us a humiliated and dignified ummah in terms of individuals. That's the problem. What you can do is remove what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to do. Because then you as an ummah, we will, as an ummah will have the physical capability. And when the world knows that, they will not come to attack. Let alone take over and occupy. Not alone. That's the answer. But if you can't do that, فَإِلَّمْ يَسْتَتِ So the next option is you speak out, which is what I've spoken about. You expose the Nazism and the failure of the biggest democracy to protect Hindus, Muslims and Christians alike. Because we're talking about what is the best system for humanity. 
Not what's good for the Indians or the Pakistanis or the Arabs or the Bengalis or the Kurds or the Turks or whatever. We're not defined in our on Yom Al Qiyamah by what passport we carried. We'll be defined by Iman or not Iman. Khalas. So the answer is very straightforward. We must speak out about what's happening in India. Next, we have to account and demand change the rulers and demand the Muslim lands act. Allah will write it in your book of deeds. Whether they do it or not, it's not your responsibility. Rasulullah wanted Abu Talib to become a Muslim. He tried until the end. He never became. Did not stop him. In other words, it's not within your control, the result. But the effort is within your control. And you must abandon secularism. You must abandon these, these democratic, nationalist, tribal solutions. They are not going to help the people of Kashmir. They haven't helped them in the last 72 years. They have not helped Palestine in the last 71 years. And they will not help them. Because these people do not share the Qibla that you share. Your Qibla is Makkah. We're talking about Hajj. The Hujaj were there. Their Qibla is Washington. Their Qibla is Whitehall. Their Qibla is Westminster. Their Qibla is Paris. Their Qibla is not your Qibla when it comes to the concern of the Ummah. If it was, we would not be in this situation. We would not be in this situation. And, with the, and for all of those who say, brother, they're superpowers, I'll give you two examples. The first superpower was the Janazah was read in Afghanistan by people fighting with Lee Enfield 303s, a rifle that is older than most of living people in this planet. They fought as a Uzbek, as a Tajik, as a Pashtun against a Zalim that came and they showed the world. You have to have Iman and Yaqeen. Allah will give you victory. Allah gave victory and destroyed communism. And when the same second superpower came to America, America came, look at what's happened to it. They threw everything, trillions of dollars. They're leaving humiliated. And when the Soviet Union went into Grozny, which is not even the size of Harrow probably, twice the Dayab drew them in Rahimahullah Ta'ala and he slaughtered them. Then they got the Munafiq Kadirov. Putin's little dog who kills Muslims. Don't let people persuade you that Allah is not with you and Allah cannot give you victory. These are defeated people with defeated mindsets, with a defeated mind which cannot see outside of the gutter of which the systems have come from. We have to rise up. This kitab and the sunnah is the guidance for all of humanity. It will bring justice as it did to the peoples in the world where you see Muslims have the best track record in history of looking after people of every faith and none. May we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you and me the strength to do what is right. To speak up the truth. To call for the change in the Muslim lands. To expose the lies of these people like Modi. To stand up and speak for the defenseless. We have to act upon this Quran. We have to believe in it. Not come pray Jummah, go back until the next Jummah, until the next year, and then our janazah is read, and we have wasted a life. We have wasted our lives pursuing things which are lowly. Dunya, adana, lowly. And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant sabr to our brothers and sisters who oppress the world over. They deserve your dua. You can do that. If you can get money to them to help them with their immediate needs, they need that. You need to make the dua. You need to make the dawah to unify the ummah under the Raya, the flag of the Khilafah Rashidah, that is what is needed on this planet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with the khair of this dunya and the akhir, inshaAllah.
قال الله سبحانه وتعالى 